What's going on? You're listening to Pick 6. I'm your host, Nolan, alongside Bradshaw Furlong and the man behind the glass, as always, David Crosby. No Jeff Wall, unfortunately. Second week on the IR for him, so uh, <laughs> hopefully he's back next week. But obviously there was a couple good games you know, recently. That Monday nighter, that one absolutely sucked. That one should have been flexed. I liked it. Well, that, yeah, I it was obviously time. fun for you. Definitely not fun for Sam Darnold. No. He looked terrible but again that pat's defense makes everyone look terrible they uh it's pretty unbelievable like i think we were talking about it earlier their defense as a whole not mm-hmm. including the whole team because obviously they've been what is it i think one pick six and then the uh you know blocked punt and then yeah. a fumble return i think their defense as a whole is aver- averaging less than or giving up less than four points per game that's incredible they've been like it, it's surprising like i was talking to somebody the other day like I knew the defense was going to be pretty solid coming into the year because mm-hmm. they they've always had a really good secondary, and, and I knew Stephon Gilmore is there, Dem McCourty is there. They're returning pretty much everybody from last year, but I didn't expect the pass rush to be as good as it was this year. They basically don't need Michael Bennett, and Michael Bennett's still a really productive player. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, just sit this week out. Not not actually, but yeah. they, they suspended him, but they just they felt comfortable just not needing Michael Bennett, and I think that has to do with some of the scheme stuff they've been changing, but. It's it's been a big surprise, like for me anyway, the pass rush and how like just potent the pass rush has been, which has helped out the secondary big time. Well, we'll see what happens going forward with the Pats. Obviously, I'm pretty sure they faced the 31st uh, ranked schedule, so it's been pretty easy so <laughs> it far. Been, yeah. So uh, it'll ramp up moving forward. But obviously, they are the top team in the AFC. So we're going to stick to talking about the AFC and who, David, you can get me started. Who do you think is the second best team in the AFC? This was tough for me, but I went back to the well, and I'm sticking with the Chiefs. Mm. I still think, unfortunately, for all the Pats haters out there, I think that the Chiefs are the best hope to upset the Patriots. The Ravens and Texans, though, pretty close behind. Yeah, that's not like it's obviously just a you know the chalk pick that everyone's gonna probably focus on, just because you know they do have Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, it's pretty wild that he was back at practice yeah, today. Like I, I still don't think he'll be playing on. I believe is it Sunday night tonight where they're against uh, Green Bay. Sunday night against Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, he wants to play in that game, yeah, but that'll be uh, a tough one. Bradshaw, is there a, a team that you think is uh, maybe better than the Chiefs in the AFC? I like the Ravens a lot, and I think they're, in my opinion, they're the best chance to defeat the Patriots mm-hmm. this year, just because of how strong their defense is and the way they run the ball. They can really control the clock and kind of keep the Patriots offense on the sideline. And I, I, the way they've been playing this year, and the way like Lamar Jackson has been playing mm-hmm. this year, it seems like they can just win however they like, whichever way they need to on offense, whether it's Lamar Jackson throwing the ball or having Lamar Jackson marking and running the ball. And I think it really comes down. I think it does come down to the defense. I think that I think their defense is really strong, and it, maybe it's played a little bit under expectations this year. But I still think it's been strong enough, and I think they're at least on the Patriots schedule. I think they're the ones to they're, for in my opinion, the first loss on that schedule. David, are you high on Baltimore as well? Yeah, I, like I said, Ravens, Texans, two A, two B for me, and mm-hmm. you know I think the Ravens defense obviously did get a little bit better this past week, but. Yeah. The only thing that gave me pause is I could not get that reel of last year's playoff game with Lamar Jackson out of my head. I, I you know, I want to believe in this guy that that he can carry his team to a Super Bowl. I think he is a fantastic quarterback. Like, there's not many guys I think I would want to replace him with if I'm Baltimore. Mm-hmm. He is right up there, but. If a really good defense has a week to plan for him and him only and, and ignore everything else, I'm not so sure he can get it done. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, obviously, he's become a better passer this season, but you know, it just 
he's electric. When, when he's running the ball, that's where it comes hard to defend, and he can find Mark Andrews over the middle or Willie Sneed or Hollywood Brown when he's healthy. So I, I, I do like Baltimore as well. For me, I gave the edge to Houston, and obviously they're coming off a uh, a tough loss to Indianapolis where if Houston was fully healthy, they maybe would have won that game. I have them over Kansas City. You know, we don't know this wild card of where Mahomes is going to return. Whether it's it could be this week, which would, which would be insane, but it's most likely going to be two to three weeks of that dislocated kneecap. They beat the Chiefs, so that's why I'm maybe putting them above the Colts. Are uh, I I just can't believe in them, and I don't like. I think they have a really good coaching staff, and um, Fox Sports Colin Coward kind of hit on it. He was saying that they're probably the second smartest coaching staff there is in football. Behind New England, okay. I, I, I kind of have to agree, right? Without Frank Reich in Philadelphia, they've kind of gone downhill, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but it's just, I, I don't know. Jacoby Brissett, just a game manager. The defense I, has played well in some games, and other games, that loss to Oakland was bad. That loss to the Chargers looks really bad yeah. now. So I don't know. I'm not really high on them. The, the one team I think we all kind of know is a sleeper, unless they make a move, which we'll get to eventually, it's Buffalo. For me, just looking at the numbers, I couldn't even believe it. So obviously they're five and one, but their wins are against teams with a combined record of six and twenty-seven. Yeah, they've, yeah, and they've won those games by an average of seven points. Mm. So it's not like they're pumping teams and blowing them out of the water. Like, so I'm not high on them. I'm not really high on uh, Josh Allen. I don't really like Frank Gore running the ball. I'd rather have Devin Singletary, even though he didn't have a great game last week. So, Crosby, that kind of hurts your stud from last week. <laughs> but is there someone of these teams, not you know, other than Chiefs, Texans, Baltimore, that you can really believe in? Not for me, no. Mm. Those are the, uh, the five that I had, but... I do have the Bills ahead of the Colts. And really? I might regret saying this. I don't know. They both have fantastic defenses, but I feel like we've seen the best of the Colts so far, and we haven't seen the best that the Bills Fair. have to offer, right? You mentioned Fred, Frank Gore and Devin Singletary. I think last week on the pod, I said Singletary was averaging well over 10 yards a carry, <laughs> yeah. you know, to start off in those two games. And I think he brings a whole new dynamic to that offense. We'll see where these two teams are at the end of the year. I don't know why, but it's so easy to doubt the Colts, even though they're really mm-hmm. good. Like, I mean, if you compare those two teams, they're super similar, right? But for some reason, I want to believe that the Bills would have a better chance of winning in the playoffs than the Colts. I think we know now it's probably going to be well, Baltimore. They, they've got almost like a landslide lead in that division. Yeah. It's going to be Baltimore pretty much getting in unless they collapse completely. Buffalo, no, we don't really know. I, I think Houston and Indianapolis are both going to get in, whether it's a wild card or winning the division. But again, that that wild card game last year was really bad. Between yeah. you know Deshaun Watson, I, I mentioned it last week. I, I love the guy, but I hated seeing that where he just you know points for a first down when you're down 18 points or whatever it was, and it was so <laughs> annoying to me. But it, like something that stands out, if they fix up their secondary. This is a really talented team. They're one of the best at stopping the run. They have a pretty good run game. They're weapons. As we know, we've said DeAndre Hopkins is 1A, 1B as the best receiver in football with Michael Thomas. And I, do, I really do like Will uh, Fuller the fifth. So I, I, it just that's it's the one thing with Mahomes, that bad loss to the Colts. I, I Yeah, I, I can't really trust it. Are we not believing in the Ryan Tannehill-led uh, Tennessee oh, come Titans? come on, <laughs> come on. You know what? And you I, look good. 
He did. He he actually was really, really good. I don't know if that's a product of him looking good or a product of us being surprised seeing the Titans throw the ball downfield a bit more. Man, I feel like I don't get it. Marcus Mariota, and I was saying this the other day, does he go back to coaching or not back to coaching? Coaching. Does he go into coaching? Because he was insane in college. He knows everything that Chip Kelly wanted to do and Mark Helfrich. Chip Kelly is really bad at UCLA right now. Go back and just run whatever plays Chip had you doing at Oregon and go help another school who needs to turn it around. I, I got to knock this Titans train off the tracks before it, it runs away oh, here on you, Bradshaw. I mean... Oh, no, I don't believe it. Don't worry. I don't actually believe in them at all. Okay, thank thank God, because they basically were given that win by yeah, the Chargers. Like, they should have lost that game 10 times over. Both those teams are terrible. Uh, listen, this is what really gets me about the AFC is all those five contenders that we just talked about behind the Patriots, they all have really obvious flaws yeah. and none of them are consistent enough week to week. I mean, no, are they as inconsistent as the Titans? Nobody is, but these teams can't seem to bring their best every week and I don't think any of them, you know, barring injury are going to be able to beat New England. Obviously, Bradshaw, you mentioned Baltimore and uh, David was high on Kansas City. Uh, and I've mentioned like three or four times now that this Mahomes injury, if he's out for four weeks, which was the initial kind of thing with that knee injury, mm. he would have missed the Green Bay game. Let's put it up as a loss because oh, they're yeah. not beating Aaron Rodgers with Matt Moore. Minnesota, they're not beating Minnesota with Matt Moore. Titans, what Titans team are we going to get? And, you know, Chargers, the way they're playing, uh, I, I, maybe the Chiefs win that game. But still, let's say they go one and three. That's almost, they might win the division because it's so yeah. bad. But again, that's almost wild card esque. So, I, I, would you rush Mahomes back here? I, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't like just even just long because you're looking, you have to look long term here. Yeah. Well. You don't want to, you like, you don't want to throw away like you're the next decade for mm. just the next four games. Like, if you get in the wild card, you might get a tougher opponent in the first round, but you still have to believe in Mahomes that he could probably beat that tougher opponent, whether it's, I don't know whoever becomes maybe the Ravens if they're the second team in the AFC if they have to get that far. But I I I wouldn't rush him back. No, I think just take your time. And when he's fully 100 percent ready, then you bring him back. Yeah, I, I just don't get why he's at practice. Right? Like I know he wants to play in that game, and he's probably telling Andy, "Hey, like I'm dying to play against yeah. uh, Rodgers." But I don't, dude, don't rush back. No, absolutely. Not. Like, I what are they up? They're up two and a half games or two games on Oakland yeah, now, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone wants to see him play. So just you know, rest that knee and get back for playoffs because that's what everyone wants to see. One team that won't be making the playoffs, that is the Atlanta Falcons. Oh God, do I hate them right now, obviously. <laughs> I was high on them all year. I was high on Matt Ryan. Let's get into this, guys. Fourth worst team in the NFL. Their point differential of minus 78 is just ugly. They have five sacks in seven games. How is that possible? There's so much talent on that defense. I know, too. So much talent on that defense. I can't believe it. Especially when your head coach is a defensive-minded yeah. guy. It, it, to me, it doesn't make sense. Obviously, Matt Ryan was my pick to win MVP. And he has MVP like numbers, mm-hmm. but it, obviously, their winning record isn't going to help that. He's second in completion percentage, second in yards, first in touchdowns. He's tied third in interceptions, which isn't great. But again, they have a top 10 offense, which is simply because of Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Devontae Freeman, where have you been, man? Mm-hmm. Like, he's been terrible this year. I, I, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Five games of under three yards of carry. <laughs> I think I saw his picture on a milk carton. The <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He's been that bad. Yeah. Guys, how do you turn this team around? Well, you got to start at the top, right? <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think we can all agree that Dan Quinn needs to go. Like oh, yeah. The clock oh, yeah. has been ticking. You know, Julio Jones 
credit to him. He seems like one of the best teammates out yeah. there. He stood up for his coach and he said, listen, guys, the problem is in this room. Yeah, I'm not buying that <sighs> whatsoever. Buy they got to get this guy out. I mean, Arthur Blank, though, patient owner, he seems to show respect to not only mm-hmm. the players, but the people in the organization. I wouldn't be surprised if he lets Quinn finish out the season. Well, yeah, I get he probably will. And it just, it, it's a lost season then. And at that point, what do you do? Do you have to, you know, get a new running back? Because Devontae Freeman, like we said, has been awful. He's, you yeah. know, as I don't, I think he was thirty second or oh twenty eighth in uh, in total yards and thirty ninth in yards per carry as a starting running back. That's not awful. not not bad, not great, not yeah. not great. So I, I think they'll need, uh, you know, sh- definitely shore up the running back position. Yep. Uh, they let Mohamed Sanu go to New England. Mm. Second rounder that does help though. That's yeah, probably that more than help. they thought they were going to get. Their offensive line, they've tried to get um, in the past couple drafts now, and it's just that defense is... I, I, the Grady Jarrett is a talented player. Vic Beasley, oh, Vic Beasley led the league probably in, getting traded. Oh, my God. He led the league in sacks the one year, and he just yeah. can't, can't get after a quarterback. Now, obviously, you have you know several injuries. Keanu Neal, uh, obviously, out for the year. That one hurts. And Deion Jones is a talented you know player. The corner positions... Desmond Trufant's there. Yep, Desmond Trufant. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah. It's just they can't figure it. Yeah, Dan Quinn's got to go. If you're Atlanta, at this point, you're one and five. You got to take the year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way you're getting in the playoff race. Yeah. Uh, you know what? This team does not strike me as a team that's willing to throw in the towel. I, I know, yeah. I agree. I think Vic Beasley could and probably will get moved yeah. this season. But honestly, to me, it seems like they like their roster there. Like they talk mm-hmm. all the time about the promise on this defense. Although I think it would be the right decision to sell off some of these guys, I don't see it happening. To me, I think the best decision now, Matt Ryan, obviously, I what was it, a, a high ankle sprain? Yeah. yeah, he, yeah. So we don't know how long he's going to be out. But obviously with Matt Schaub in there, you're not going to win too many games. I, I think you have to be aiming. And I, it's kind of weird to say for a team like Atlanta, who was just in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, you got to be aiming for that number two overall pick. And mm-hmm. I, I think you got to go get the Ohio State pass rusher Chase Young because because number if Miami gets the number one pick you know they're going to quarterback if it's Cincinnati you know they're going to go after a quarterback and if you're there at number two you got to shore up your defense yeah right if you have five sacks in seven games you need someone who's going to yeah. get a gaff, uh, get after the quarterback right so that's one of the most important positions there is in football Matt Ryan I don't know where you go now right uh, you know what they kind of have. A middle of the pack schedule though to finish this off like they have a tough test obviously they're gonna get destroyed by the Seahawks this week but they get the Panthers twice the Bucks twice and the Jaguars I mean it, how are they possibly not gonna win four games this year I, I just don't see them getting in that bottom two when you have Cincinnati and Miami who may both finish the season without a win well, that's true like Cincinnati Miami Washington and you know the Jets all really bad I think Carolina is going to win both of those games because they'll just throw. Hey, Christian McCaffrey touched the ball twenty five <laughs> times and put up two hundred no total yards. Tackle you. No, they, yeah. they they can't do anything. Jacksonville to me looks better than Atlanta. It's crazy to say because I was so high on Atlanta, but it just God, I feel awful for Matt Ryan because you want to say he has no help there and he really doesn't own that offensive line, but he has so many good weapons. weapons yeah. Right, Austin Hooper's having a career year. I believe mm-hmm. he has the most yards for tight ends right now. God. Uh, one quick solution, mm-hmm. and it's probably unlikely, but who cares? But you got to throw it out there. It's a coach. He's under contract until 2024, makes $6 million a year. 
Arthur Blank has a net worth of $5.5 billion. Hmm. I want Arthur Blank to just hand Lincoln Riley a blank check. Just tell him, write down a number. Mm. I don't care what it is. I'll pay it. Because they need, like, you saw how good they were with Kyle Shanahan. Yep. They need a Kyle Shanahan-esque offensive mind. And that guy is Lincoln Riley, in my opinion. Oh, I love for Lincoln, sure. I love Lincoln Riley. And I want him in the NFL as soon as possible. And imagine him with the offense, like, the weapons that they have on offense. Yeah, yeah. I bet he can get Devontae Freeman's careers going again. In How my, dare you try to take him from Dallas, first of all? Like, <laughs> uh, I might come in that studio right now, and we're going to take this outside. And and you know what? If you want a new guy to finish out the year, we'll give you Jason Garrett for oh, free. Oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah, but I, it, it, it does make sense. that Those would be probably two, the two teams where Lincoln Riley would yeah. be... You know, most intrigued with, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's no way he wants to go to Washington or um, another team who's Mike Miami. Fight. If you if they let Adam Gase go right away, uh, or, or, oh, sorry, sorry, not Adam New Gase. York? They already did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if they let Brian Flores go, I, I think the hold on Flores though. Yeah, no, I think I, I think Flores got put in the top. I think they I think they understood Flores. They know he's going to have a bad year because there's just nobody on yeah. that team. Gase sucks. Oh, he's, he's so bad. D- David, you were high on Adam Gase. <laughs> I know you were. You know what? I still like Adam Gase. <laughs> oh, my God. David. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I would trade Jason Garrett for what? Adam Gase what? right now. I would do it. I'm telling you. I, I would do it. I think you're just so frustrated with Jason with Garrett. Garrett. Okay, first of all, you can't put that game against New England on Gase's plate. Like, he did everything he possibly could to calm Sam Darnold down on the sideline. Like, when your quarterback is admitting that, like, he's feeling pressure that isn't even there, he through what four interceptions yeah, four that game like come on Le'Veon Bell he has not even been close to the guy that people were hoping him to be I, I don't know man I just I, I'm not saying he's a great coach I'm just saying there are a lot more coaches that I would fire before Adam Gase so talking about coaches obviously Dan Quinn we we I think we're all in consensus he's gonna Has be fired go. right he 37 and 34 as a head coach you take that year away where he had Kyle Shanahan who was Basically, the coach doing mm-hmm. everything there, and uh, if you take that season away, he would be twenty six in twenty nine. Matt Ryan's getting banged up. Julio just inked that deal. Devonta Freeman, he does have an out actually after this year. Okay, if he uh, him or the team wants, which is pretty wild. But uh, if that doesn't happen, which would be shocking, he's there until past the uh, the two thousand and twenty two season. So, shout out Atlanta Falcons for being the most disappointing team of the year. <laughs> now, guys, we're, let's talk about some teams who. You know they need to get another guy. If they trade for that player, it's going to potentially put them over the top. We already saw Jalen Ramsey go. We saw Marcus Peters go. We just saw a couple of receivers too. We mentioned Mohamed Sanu, right. Emmanuel Sanders. I really like that move for mm-hmm. San Francisco. But is there another receiver out there who is donning the Tiger stripes, or I guess the Bengal stripes, who hasn't played a game this year? AJ Green, guys, do we think there's a chance he'll be traded? And to what team possibly? I, I I can't see him being traded. Really? No, I, I, oh. I, well, I, I they all they all, like the whole team came out and said he's not going to be traded, right? Like, I think it was Zach Taylor came out and said they're not trading him. Yeah, I, I, we'll I, see. I, I think they I think they like him. I think like, he's the face of that team. Oh yeah, and like they have to. I think they have to kind of have to keep him around. And I think he. I don't know if he wants to be there. I don't think he does. I no, hope he doesn't want to be there, but. I, I can't see them trading him, at least not at the deadline, maybe in the summer. No, but they can't. This is the last year of his contract. Oh, they, they can't trade him in the summer, and that's why I think you have to trade him. Yeah. You have to get him There's on no the he's field signing and just show, you know, show other teams this guy's healthy and he can still help you this year. 
he's not going to re-sign in Cincinnati. No, Come if, on. He, if he if they if he likes the quarterback they get, like if he, I don't know, I could maybe. The thing is, why wouldn't you go to a team who's going to have a? If he becomes a free agent, you know. Every quarterback, whether yeah. it's Aaron Rodgers or even if Tom Brady's there, come oh, he'll, he'll ask can, for it. Can you imagine, you know, AJ Green and Michael Thomas for the Jesus. end of Drew Brees' career? Like, I, that's why I think they would yeah. rather trade him and get. What would the hall be if you're getting a second rounder for Mohamed Sanu? Yeah. What, what you're getting at least a first, right? If you're Cincinnati, your team's like dog crap right now, zero and seven. You would like to get a two first. You get your uh, your pass rusher to. Uh, because that defense is, oh my God, they're awful. Their run defense is terrible. Feel bad for Geno Atkins. I know, I know. <laughs> and you Get know, him out of there too. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams need tight end help right now. And even even though Tyler Eifert can't stay on the field, I think he could help a few teams right now. Tight end depth around the league yeah. is horrible. Yeah, no, I I think probably Eifert would be fine uh, getting out of Cincinnati too. For me, A.J. Green, if there's one team that's going to trade for him, it's going to be Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills. And I know I said I wasn't too high on them. Look at your 21st ranked in the passing attack. Josh <coughs> Allen needs a true number one. John Brown. You don't believe in John Brown? Uh, hey, John Brown he's has been good. He's been surprisingly really good this year. I, I had to double check because I was actually amazed. But in players who have played all their games this season, him and Michael Thomas are the only ones with 50 plus yards in every game. There you go. I just about <laughs> fell off my chair. Is that true? <laughs> that Did you is, triple it, check that? It, it is true. I, maybe I'll triple check in a bit, David. But um, I, I just think that would be pretty solid for Josh Allen. Obviously, that's not ideal. Obviously, one more year of a contract, unless they give him a boatload and make him the highest paid receiver yeah. in football, he'll probably be gone after that. But, hey, Buffalo is 5-1. and one. If your number one is A.J. Green and your number two is John Brown, for a guy who isn't super accurate, you like a guy who can haul in almost every pass and a guy who just basically runs streaks and slants, that which would help out Allen. Their defense is pretty good. I think it's a smart move to do if you're Buffalo. Don't forget that tight end you love so much. Oh, yeah, Dawson Knox. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> uh, when I picked him as a sleeper, I think he only had two catches, but hey. Big Dawson matter. Knox guy. Yeah, exciting player. Guys, is there a, how about Chris Harris, though? We've seen uh, one corner or two corners, two corners. go. Um and we know Broncos are selling because they just uh, got rid of Emmanuel Sanders. Chris Harris, he's got to be out of there, right? I would say so. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I could see, I could see him being moved. I, I, the Broncos just need to like, let go of everybody. Oh my god, point. they're awful because they were so they, they gave so many big contracts in their prime, like in their heyday. I guess they gave so many out so many big contracts, and Chris Harris is one of them. Mm-hmm. And they just got to start selling guys now. Where do you think uh, he might end up? Philly, if like if Philly still thinks they can make a run at it, they yeah. need corners badly. Yeah. They, they need they need anybody on defense badly, like that that team like they have so much talent on that team too. I'm surprised at how bad they've been this year. So many people are so high on them too. I but yeah, I could I could see that I could see Philly making a play for just about, just about any corner, Chris uh, Harris included. I I had Philly as well because yeah. that secondary is totally awful, and that game against Dallas was so ugly. But they're still in in the thick of it, yeah. right? And just because that division is so bad. Yeah. Uh, David, Chris Harris, or is there anybody on the defensive side of the ball who do you think could be moved? You know, I, I don't really see anyone, and that's the hard thing about defensive players. I think coaches a lot of times can fall in love with an offensive player that you're trading for mm-hmm. because you can picture what plays you'd want to run with, and you can see how he's successful. Mm. But defensive players are just so scheme-oriented, and if you don't run the same scheme as the team you're trading from, to get a guy in midseason, it's hard for him to be a difference maker. I do think cornerbacks might be a little bit of the exception there, uh, as well as pass rushers, if that's all they're going to do. I don't really see any other big defensive targets out there. 
Hmm. Good point, David. Uh, is there anybody on the offensive side? I know you thought there was a couple guys in Miami that you uh, oh, yeah. think might want out. Let's save a few more souls in Miami, and neither of these guys, first of all, I'm going to clarify before people start thinking I'm falling in love with a couple Miami Dolphins. <laughs> uh, no, these are not impact players, but they are good depth pieces for a contender. First of all, Kenyon Drake, yeah. what is going on? It feels like he's not even getting a chance yeah. to be the number one runner there. Uh, I, when I thought about it, I think they've been planning to trade him all year and they just wanted to keep him healthy. I think there's enough tape out there for from his last couple of years that teams know what they're getting. Number two, and this guy would not bring a lot back, but Devontae Parker. I mean, he has been on the cusp of being an impact receiver for what seems like yeah. his entire career. Let's see him in another uniform. I, I you know, I did like Devontae Parker. I thought it was kind of a reach in the draft. But relatively solid these last couple weeks, too. Yeah, you kind of see some plays from him where you say, you know, he has the hands, he can run uh, decent routes. It just... Like Touchdowns the, in three straight weeks. See? Like, it's it just the quarterback's throwing him the ball <laughs> for the, his whole entire career. Yeah, I, I agree. Kenyon Drake has, hasn't really been given a fair chance at all, but uh, which team do you think Kenyon Drake could end up with, uh, oh, David? Ooh, that You know what? It's really tough because I don't think he's a number one back. No. I think mm. he should go to a team that he would be in concert similar to what the Philadelphia Eagles did with their running backs on their Super Bowl run. I think there's at least 10, 12 teams that, that could use his help, even if it's just an insurance policy for your running back going down, because we've seen the Rams without Todd Gurley. Obviously, the Saints managed to survive yeah. without Kamara, but they don't have much behind him now that Ingram's gone. I think he would work for a bunch of teams. I like Latavius Murray, former Viking there in uh, New Orleans. One team uh, in the NFC South that I think Kenyon Drake would fit with uh, would be Carolina. Take a little bit of pressure off CMC, yeah. right? You don't want to, you know, just basically throw him into the ground because he's been getting every single touch it seems like uh one more player who i think should be on the move in washington absolutely sucks we hate that franchise trent williams i i think th the ideal move would be to put him in cleveland baker mayfield has oh, yeah. struggled all year they really have a, b a bad offensive line they traded away an offensive lineman uh that they got in i believe last year's draft who was a second rounder he he's you know he's been seeing ghosts you know it was bad in that LA game it was really bad in that San Fran game where he was absolutely terrible so I I think just giving him a little bit more help to you know make sure he can make those long and deep passes or you know hit those crossing routes of Baker I mean not Baker OBJ and um, Jarvis Landry I think that would give a, a little bit of help and you know John Dorsey isn't afraid to trade away a first that would be the only place I could maybe Minnesota would be fine adding some line depth, even though their offensive line has looked a little bit better in these last couple of weeks. I don't know who else would be willing to uh, trade for Trent Williams. Well, obviously teams would will be willing yeah. to trade, but who would be willing to give up a first? Yeah. That's the thing for me. You know what? I think you should look at it another way. I'm not so sure they're going to get a first. Maybe they will. I mean, he, he is a really great player, but for some reason they seem to have killed their own market here. Like they're they're basically not even taking offers at all they should be getting calls from at least 25 teams um you know it, especially for me when I'm thinking about Dallas last year and the injury problems that they had on their offensive line you can never have enough good offensive linemen and if he doesn't get traded out of Washington that's one of the biggest disappointments of the season to me like that's a joke this guy is really really good and he should be playing i hope he gets moved that's what makes no sense to me is if a player clearly doesn't want to yeah. play for your team and his you know the end of his contract is coming up trade him 
Yeah, just he's let not go. resigning. Yeah, just let him go. God, teams are so dumb. Uh, one team that was really dumb as well over the weekend and hurt my fantasy team was Chicago. Uh, <laughs> David Montgomery. I started him. The Bears ran it seven times. Trubisky, who is terrible, threw it fifty-four good. times. Are you? Why was Matt Nagy coach of the year? Was he coach of the year last year? Would have had to have been last year. I, I think he was coach of the year last year, and now. The offense is awful, yeah. and the defense hasn't looked great Like just because Vic Fangio isn't there. This team might be the most disappointing team, maybe other than Atlanta and the Chargers, because right now their season's going way downhill. Well, what really got me about Matt Nagy was his post-game comment saying, yeah, I know I need to run the ball more often. I know I need to find times. How much more time do you need? Didn't they have a bye week? Before that game, like you had what fourteen days, and you couldn't figure out how to draw up more than seven running plays. That's an embarrassment. It just doesn't make uh, Tariq Cohen isn't a bad you know runner. He's no. he's a Darren Sproles type guy. Mm-hmm. We know what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to catch the football. You know whether it's on screens or uh, out of the slot. David Montgomery is your guy who's going to get the handoffs, and you can't be giving only seven handoffs a game. Are you kidding me? You know, obviously, you know, I I don't mind seeing Chicago lose, but it doesn't help my fantasy team. And obviously, it doesn't help David Montgomery, who's a rookie. A lot of people were high on him, and it looks like crap. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's just so frustrating. But uh, players who definitely weren't frustrated. Guys, uh, winners, losers, let's get into that. Bradshaw, get me started with a winner for you. A winner? Oh, I was ready for a loser. But my, I guess I'll have my winner be the Baltimore Ravens. Nice. They looked really good. On the mm-hmm. road, one of the toughest places to play in Seattle. Oh, and yeah. they looked real. Lamar Jackson... Uh, I don't want to say he's my MVP pick, but I do want to say he's my MVP pick. I really liked his game this year, and he, like I said earlier, they just find ways to win. They they can win in different ways, and you saw it with when Lamar Jackson's passing game wasn't working, he got it going with his legs. He looked really good. That whole team looked really good on the road, so they're my winner for sure. Especially the defense, too. I believe yeah, they held yeah. Russell Wilson under 50% completion. That is unreal because mm-hmm. he's also an MVP candidate, but he didn't look like one. Uh, I like the Baltimore pick. I was actually going to pick Baltimore, but Thanks. David, uh, give me a winner. Well, for me, it's got to be the Colts. They beat the Texans 30-23, and they continue to surprise me. This defense is absolutely legit. But how about Jacoby Brissett? Like, huge props to him, man. 326 yards and four touchdowns against a Houston defense that maybe isn't great, but they're still pretty good. Uh, That was impressive. Yeah, I know. Indianapolis, like we're talking about, they're going to make the postseason. It's pretty crazy after their you know, franchise quarterback literally retired, and yeah. we haven't talked enough about that. And how good does that Jacoby Brissett extension look now, yeah. making yeah, that does. before the season? Like, when they did that, I was thinking, boy, that's a little bit confusing to me to to make that bet on a guy. What was it, a two-year contract, I think, extension uh, at the start of the year before seeing how he does over a full season? Because obviously his last season there was not impressive <clears> by <throat> any means. Boy, if you thought their cap looked good before, now that they have Jacoby Brissett on a bargain deal, man, they're, they're a powerhouse. Yeah, they're going to be scary eventually. Uh, one guy who has been super scary, and he's my winner, and I have crapped on him over and over again this season, probably for the last two years now. Kirk Cousins is my winner <laughs> for the first time ever. Leads the NFL in yards per pass attempt of 9.1. Leads the NFL in passer rating with 114.3. Fifth in touchdown passes. Fourth in completion rate. He has been terrific these last three weeks. Mm-hmm. 976 yards, 10 touchdowns, one interception. He's finally getting it going. 
it was against three really bad teams. Actually, Detroit, I'll give a little bit of credit. Detroit's actually not, too, not bad, too bad. Yeah. Philly's secondary is terrible, so then, you know, he just destroyed yeah. them. And the Giants. Giants are awful. But I think it's going to give him a little bit of confidence. And I that is the best thing moving forward. you got a game against Washington. You're going to blow the roof off them. And even with Adam Thielen out, Stephon Diggs should have a field day. Mm-hmm. I love the way Kirk Cousins is playing. Supposedly he's playing really angry, so he better keep playing that way. Bradshaw, you said you were prepared for a loser. Yeah. Who's your loser? Anybody who watched that 49ers-Redskins game. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like what? I, My buddy mentioned this because we were at a bar watch, and the game was actually on because there was a couple 49ers fans there. And he mentioned, who would willingly go to that game in Washington, spend your money to watch this terrible team in the pouring rain when you could have taken all the money? Because those tickets are expensive. Yeah, Redskins tickets are t- still expensive. And just saved it for the Washington Nationals in the World Series. Like that game was yeah. awful. That game was so bad. There were thirty-three combined pass attempts. Tom Brady had more than had more than that in on the Monday Nighter. He almost completed as many as they had attempted. It was really, really bad. It was just a tough game to watch, and like it, it was, it ended nine nothing as you probably would imagine, because yeah. nobody could get anything going on offense. It made the Washington Redskins look even worse if that was possible. Yeah. And like I'm pretty sure, weren't they seventeen point underdogs and they covered the spread without scoring a point? Yeah. Like it's crazy stuff. Keenum looked awful. I will say, Adrian Peterson, one of the reasons I started liking football, he put up 80 <laughs> yards on the ground against that 49ers defense, which is impressive. Uh, Garoppolo, obviously, he was not great, but yeah, that game sucked. That was awful. I, I couldn't believe it. Like, I, I, is there any sport that is really good to watch in the rain? Yeah, soccer. Uh, not only to watch, but to play, man. I love playing yeah. soccer in the rain. It's fantastic. And actually, with football... I usually like a little bit of, uh, you know, unpredictable weather. Like, there's a few games, a few snowballs, and even a couple rain games that I enjoyed. The problem with this was there was zero offensive talent yeah. on the field, so it, it was horrible to watch. Yeah, there's some of the snow games I'm thinking about where uh, Shady McCoy yeah, or Lady Bell. Bill's game, yeah. Yeah, one of those guys just goes off. And <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty, was it Bell the one year at, like, I think he had 270 yeah. yards or something from scrimmage. Even the games with the super high winds where you can't trust your field goal kicker even from, you know, yeah. 30 <laughs> yards and everybody's going for it on fourth down. I love that. But, yeah, that game sucked. That was awful. So, very good loser, Bradshaw. Uh, David, you got a loser for me? Oh, I got a loser. Oh, who is it? It's Doug Peterson. And boy, Doug, that guarantee really did not work out very well for you. I mean, if you're going to talk the talk, you better be sure that your team is ready to play and show up. Man, that was such an embarrassing loss. Uh, They were never in it. That that was horrible. Now, to me, I thought the problem was the secondary. Is Carson Wentz becoming a little bit more of the problem than people think? I, I'm really high on Carson Wentz. I think he's really, really talented. David isn't as high on uh, uh, Carson Wentz as most people are. Bradshaw, do you think he's sort of becoming a bit of the problem? I don't think he's becoming a problem for yeah. them, but he's definitely struggling this year, mm. to be sure. And I, part of that is I don't think he definitely, he doesn't really have the weapons that people thought he did. I don't think the receivers were as good as people thought they were. He hasn't had Deshaun Jackson since the first week of the season, and that was obviously going to be huge for him, a really good deep threat. But no, I don't think he's part of the problem yet. I think he's just had. I think he's just not playing as well as he thought. But I think yeah. he's not. The, he's not the reason they're losing games. I think that's still on the wholly on the defense. Yeah, and I was talking to uh, you know our I guess our Philadelphia Eagles super fan here, uh, Harley Cook, and he was saying because they're always a difference. When like obviously for someone like myself who's obviously hardcore into Philadelphia Twitter, being a 76ers fan, mm-hmm. you see a lot of people's takes, and they think Carson will try and 
extend the plays because he thinks he's so talented. And there's times where you see that, where he escapes in and he'll try firing a throw and it just doesn't work. And it'll lead to an interception or it'll lead to, uh, okay, now instead of that and and taking the, you know, dump, uh, you know, just a short little pass to your tight end or your running back where you gain six yards. Now you're looking at third and long. And that's what some people were saying and where Nick Foles made the smart plays where Carson Wentz is going to blow you away with the terrific plays, which is, is kind of a fair take. Are you in the same boat, Crosby? You know what? I actually don't mind Wentz doing that because this is still a really good third down team. They're fifth right now in third mm. down completion percentage in the league, which obviously during their Super Bowl run, uh, I can't remember the exact stat, but they were the best third down yeah. team in the league by far. I think, like you said, this comes back to defense for all the talent that they have on that defensive end, which no, it is not in the backfield, but to allow 360 yards a game for that Philadelphia yeah. defense, that's a big problem. And Once again, I mean, Jordan Howard has actually been super surprising. Mm -hmm. I was so low on him coming into the season, but they haven't really established a good running game here in Philadelphia. I think they need to run the ball a little bit more to take the pressure off uh, of Wentz to do everything for that team. I don't know. Uh, I think we're going to see a, a bit of a switch up from uh, Peterson going forward of this uh, the, their offensive style. But like you said, when when Frank Reich left to Indianapolis, I don't think anybody could have predicted what a huge hit that would have been to the offense. Yeah, and what people couldn't have really predicted is uh, actually how surprisingly good the Oakland Raiders have been. Right, I thought they were going to. Someone be... could have predicted that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I like uh, obviously the three and three, which is uh, still kind of shocking to me, even yeah. without the whole Antonio Brown fiasco. Yeah. But my loser this week is Derek Carr. Obviously, he reached for the end zone with the wrong hand again. He did that against Dallas, and you know he fumbled, went through the end zone. It's a touchback. Did the exact same thing. If he just goes down at the one, or just uses the other hand and fumbles it out of bounds. It would have been third down and short or third down and goal, whatever it was. You go score a touchdown, you're up 17-14, and then oh, but then he fumbles. And then Green Bay gets the ball back and storms down the field, 21-10, and they get the ball back. You make Aaron Rodgers look like the greatest thing that's ever happened since sliced bread. And you now you're two games back of the Chiefs. God, and I hate when Rodgers looks good. <laughs> but, of course, it was against Oakland, right? Ugh. What were you going to say, David? You know, this kind of reminds me, brings me back to the Des Bryant no catch. And ever since that one game, and hey, it was also against Green Bay, you know, I've really believed that receivers or runners who are already in first down territory need to have it drilled in their head that you have to protect the ball. Like that extra one yard is not going to make a big difference. And I think, yeah, when you're on third down, obviously you're going to be reaching for that spot, but it's just a simple matter of awareness. And guys need to realize that protecting the football is way more important than gaining that extra yard. Well, red zone turnovers just suck the air out of your team. And just something like that, where even if it ends up being fourth down, you kick a field goal, you're down one, mm-hmm. right? And even if Rodgers goes all the way down the field, it's still a one-score game. So that's just something that just drove me nuts, and I hated seeing that. And Derek Carr, who actually hasn't been too bad this year, obviously completion percentage, I believe he leads the league, um, which is pretty surprising to see. But then again, I think I think the Raiders are going to be kind of an 8-8 eight eight team. Right? I, I, I can't see them uh, getting any worse than what they are, right? They're pretty average. Yeah. 
if they lose a couple games, I can't believe I left this guy off on my trade list. If they lose a couple more games, I wouldn't be surprised if Derek Carr got moved before the deadline, oh, honestly. what? No, I, I really feel like he is not, he could be a great back. Think about Teddy Bridgewater, right? And before, you know, when he signed with the Saints and then they ended up keeping him and everybody was expecting him to sign with another team. A backup quarterback is super valuable if your team is going for a championship. I see you laughing. No, because I'm just trying to think of a team that would actually trade for him. And the only one I can think of is Tennessee. So they can just make sure that is their like quarterback. Because yeah. I, I can't think of another one. Well, why not the Chiefs, though, right? Like, let's say Patrick Mahomes, he, it doesn't go as well as possible for him healing back up. Right? You, you, th- oh. you think they're going to trade in division? Sure. With their, oh, David. Sure, why not? They hate Kansas City. Yeah, but you know what they really hate? Being a bad team. And how do you go from being a bad team to a good team? You get rid of all the guys that you don't actually need that still have some value. I don't think it's as ridiculous as maybe you think. Do you know who their backup is? But does it matter? Are they going to? Are they a Super Bowl contender this year? No, but I don't. Well, th- then it doesn't matter who their it's backup an expensive is. Expensive backup though. Who's their backup? Like, no, I'm saying like, oh, if they trade for Derek backup. Carr, yeah, that's an expensive backup. Yeah, but he's making it, over $20 million a year for the next three se- for the next oh, two seasons after such this. such a bad contract. Yeah, but you can, does he not have an out that there's almost next to no dead cap money if you just cut him? I'm, I'm pretty sure he has a very similar contact to, contract to yeah. that Andy Dalton era. Like, yeah, get, five, million, five million dead cap next year if they yeah, cut him. Yeah, that's nothing. That's still, I don't know. I, I think they're, they are certain that is their guy moving forward. The, the Antonio Brown thing didn't work out. They have Josh Jacobs for the future. He looks like a stud, right? He looks really talented. Tyrell Williams isn't a bad, you know, second option there. Their offensive line is, it, it was their defense that we thought was going to be terrible. And obviously, Jonathan Abram, who's been, I think, is he out for the year of a shoulder injury? He was their uh, first rounder uh, at a Mississippi State, and he looked terrific. And it, it's, a, it's a shame, but... I don't know. I guess I, I I can't believe you think Derek Carr would go to Kansas City. That, <laughs> you know what? Not only do I think he might go to Kansas City, how about Denver? John Elway's oh, always oh looking my God. for a quarterback. <laughs> I think he might be a little too short for John Elway, though. I think John Elway might go up, like make grab uh, Cam Newton. But we'll talk about Cam Newton trades another week because I, I think that's actually something that's going to be super intriguing yeah. uh, when he gets back. But um, guys, we go to the best part of the show. Fantasy. Studs, duds, sleepers. Uh, I guess I'll get started. I might have a really shocking stud. Uh, When I told David before the show, he was uh, amazed and uh, quoted dodgeball for it. Corey Davis, the wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Over the last two weeks, nine or basically with Tannehill, uh, nine catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown. Most of that came last week. But guess who he's facing this week? It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, whose secondary is awful. So I think he could actually put together a pretty good performance. A touchdown for sure, maybe two, because Tannehill's been playing well. He might get close to 100 yards because that Bucks rush D is one of the best in football. Derrick Henry, and we know Deion Lewis isn't going to do anything, so Derrick Henry is going to get shut down. They're going to have to rely on Corey Davis, and he's actually going to prove why he was drafted fifth overall. Shocking pick, I know. Oh, my God. Wow, I'm pretty much speechless. Bradshaw, you're going to have to come with some hot takes from now on because oh, they're I'm flying around that hot. the studio this week. Yeah, they have oh, been. God. Especially, yeah, I... I it's pretty wild. We've been talking a lot about Tennessee and how you know Jekyll and Hyde they are, but I, I just picked one of their receivers who is ends up always being Jekyll and Hyde, whether it's two catches for twenty yards or six catches for ninety and a score. Bradshaw, <laughs> give me a stud. Uh, Tyler Lockett, 
We've nice, been talking yeah. about how bad the Falcons secondary and how bad that mm-hmm. whole defense is, and I think they're gonna. I think Tyler Lockett's gonna feast on them this week. Uh, especially, I think uh, Russell Wilson's gonna want to bounce back after a tough game against the Ravens. So, I think he's gonna feed Tyler Lockett. And I think Tyler Lockett's gonna have a big week. Tyler Lockett for sure, one of the most underrated receivers yeah, in really football. Good. And David, you got a pick pretty similar to that, don't you? You know what, Bradshaw? Great minds really do think alike. And last week you took Mark Ingram, so hey, I hopped on Lamar Jackson. And guess what? This week I'm going to take Russell Hustle and Bustle, baby. He is going <laughs> to bounce back big time against that terrible defense. He's going to light it up. He's going to look like that MVP guy. He is oh, definitely yeah. over 300 yards. He may. I, I, I want to see him run a bit more. Right? Like, Lamar's getting a lot of attention. <laughs> Russell can run it, too, guys. Not as well as Lamar, no. obviously. But uh, still, I'm pretty sure he's got at least three rushing touchdowns this year. Mm-hmm. So he's putting up those numbers. Uh, I guess I'll get started with a dud. I've got another quarterback in the NFC West. It's not Kyler Murray. It's not Jared Goff. It's the other one who's undefeated, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G. Yeah, Jimmy G. Hasn't thrown for over 300 yards this season. Ooh. Yeah. That's, uh, and how does that not happen? I, I don't know. But maybe it's just they've been running the ball so damn well. They have the second-best rushing attack in football. But you're going against Carolina, who I think is maybe the most underrated defense there is. I, I was talking, yeah. I, I think the Panthers are actually legit, guys. Mm-hmm. David thought I was crazy. I but the I, they have the most sacks in football, which which is pro- pretty wild. Brian Burns has been really talented. Sorry, David, you want to... Uh, interrupt my excitingness about uh, Panthers? Absolutely, because any time there's a chance for me to pour some cold water on the Patriots, I'm going to hop all over it. Josh Gordon, out for the season. Wow! Just put him on injured reserve with a knee injury. No! He gone. Wow! All right. That's so I haven't delved on the podcast yet, but Josh Gordon's my, not only just not just because he's a Patriot, he's my favorite player in football. I love yeah. Josh Gordon. I've been a big Josh Gordon fan. I just you know I I fell with the story you know with a troubled guy, but God, that makes me so sad. Okay, that well hurts. while we're on the topic of you being sad, I I was asking Nolan about this before the show. I got to ask you about Tom Brady's comments this week, and obviously Adam <laughs> Schefter came out and mentioned that Brady was selling his house. Maybe he's potentially looking for a new location. Everybody had a good laugh. We all thought it was hilarious. And then they asked Brady about it, and he said, quote, I have no idea what the future holds. What do you think of that? Eh, maybe it's just retiring. That's it. Eh. I mean, I, I've, I've seen them win six championships, maybe seven this year. I can't complain. Like, I've, ha- I've had my fill. I'm not trying. I don't want to be one of the obnoxious patrons. No, no, I, don't, I want more. Yeah. If it happens, like it's about, he's forty. Was he forty-two? Yeah, forty-one or forty-two. Yeah, he's up there, obviously. I, I, forty-two I, going on thirty-two, though. I, I can't, be, I can't be surprised if he retires. Yeah. Like, I'd be, I'd be sad. You're, I mean, I think everyone should be sad. You're losing one of the best players of all time, but everyone uh, outside of Buffalo and New oh, York. Oh yeah, yeah. And... No, but yeah, I, 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 I can't be surprised if it happens. I'll be sad, yeah. but I can't be surprised if it happens. It'll be pretty shy. I, I, to me, I, I, if you're Tom Brady and you are planning on retiring, you got to tell the guys and say, "Here's the situation: either go uh, trade for a quarterback, whether it's Teddy Bridgewater hey, or Jared Stidham. Oh, come on, Jared Stidham's the future. Oh God, or yeah. trade for Will Greer. Yeah, you really like Will Greer. I know. Obviously. I wouldn't mind Will Greer. There was a lot of mock drafts that actually had the Patriots taking. Yeah. Uh, I was Will so excited Greer. for that. Uh, so Josh Gordon, obviously, that made sense to uh, go get Mohamed Sanu. Yeah, now. now you understand why. So. Who do you have there at receiver? So you're going to have Edelman, Edelman Sanu, Sanu, Myers, Nikhil yeah. Harry should come back. I don't. Is think he not back yet. from IR yet? No, no. Uh, they, he's practicing now, but he hasn't he hasn't returned officially yet. Can and he, then they have uh, Gunner. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but Gunner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Myers. Is, I'm pretty sure Myers has actually been pretty good. He like, has. He's yeah. had a couple solid weeks now. 
Now, could you imagine if the Patriots just say, Cincinnati. AJ Green, let's go. Yeah, here's another first. Grab it, whatever. <laughs> I Doesn't was matter. feeling so good, and then you got to go and sorry, uh, I'm sorry, but... Uh, just give us Stephon Diggs, it's fine. We, yeah, we talked about a backup in Jared Stidham, but that former backup, uh, Jimmy G, like I mentioned, he's my dud. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Carolina's going to not necessarily win the game because that San Francisco defense is so good, mm-hmm. and I think Kyle Allen's going to suck, too. Oh. Uh, and, and, <laughs> I, I just... They're too good, and he's a yeah, young quarterback. They're really going to torture him. CMC, we don't know what's going to go on there, even though uh, Adrian Peterson ran pretty well on those 49ers in the rain. We'll see what happens. I think it's going to be an ugly game. It's going to be another low-scoring, maybe 13-10, maybe 9 nothing. We don't we don't know. But, yeah, Jimmy G is definitely my dad. You know what? I love that you wait until Jimmy G finally gets a second receiving option besides <laughs> George Kittle to come out and call him a dud. That's yeah. fantastic, man. Good for you. Uh, mine, Baker Mayfield. I mean, <laughs> against the Patriots defense, yeah, he might have had a bye week to prepare for this and go in the lab <laughs> and scheme as much as he can. It could have been a year bye and they wouldn't have a game plan good enough to beat this defense. Yeah, I like the pick. Obviously, uh, man... The Browns are going to be. What are they right now? Two and four. Yeah, they're going to be two and five. The only wild card. Now, no, they're not going to win this game. But the only wild card I can possibly think of here is Odell Beckham Jr. Like I've been waiting for him yeah. to have a breakout game, and if he can impose his will on this game, this is the perfect stage for him yeah. to finally break out. It's not going to be enough for a win, but I, I could see that happening. I will put my money down when the best wide res- uh, best cornerback in the game is covering. Thank you. Thank you. Odell Beckham, he struggles. It was. It's kind of weird because corner kind of changes yeah. every single year who the best one is. It's probably been Stephon Gilmore over the last two seasons. When it was Xavier Rhodes for that one year, he shut Odell down. And Odell was whining and complaining. They were getting in fights. I will put $100 of money I do not have because that's how <laughs> poor I am that Beckham doesn't get over 50 yards. Wow. Let's make it 10 since I'm equally poor and you got a deal. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I, I just think Gilmore's unbelievable. What what else are they going to focus on? Nick Chubb is insanely talented. That's probably someone who Belichick is going to want to focus on. He he doesn't mind that you know uh, Ricky Seals Jones or whoever the tight end is <laughs> in Cleveland uh, getting the ball. Jarvis Landry he can probably live with. He would probably hate seeing Odell just go absolutely, uh, absolutely off on his uh, defense. So Baker Bayfield, pretty good pick. Pretty good pick. You got a dud. I feel like this is too easy, but I'm going to say Tyreek Hill with Matt Moore in there, and they're going against a great Green Bay secondary. I, I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill. I, I, unless I mean, maybe Patrick Mahomes plays. They haven't ruled him out yet, but I can't imagine he plays this week after suffering that tough injury, so I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill. I think he's going to have a tough week with Matt Moore at quarterback and going against a really good secondary. Speaking of, obviously, uh, Matt Moore connected with Tyreek Hill for that long touch against Denver. Yeah. I hate Denver, too, man. Like, <laughs> There's so many teams that it's like, you should be better, and you thought Joe Flacco was the answer. Oh my god, he looked terrible. He was getting booed off the field. That was ugly. That was a really ugly game, but yeah, Tyreek Hill uh, in it, it, again, it's what what are the Packers going to uh and focus on? It's going to be, hey, let's shut down Tyreek yeah. Hill. Sammy Watkins probably going to be inactive again. Probably. We yeah. don't really know the situation there. Their run game has kind of been non-existent even though you should run on this Green Bay team. Yeah, I like that pick. Uh now sleepers David, you got an interesting one with Karrion Johnson now out. Yeah, that's right. And maybe this is not enough of a sleeper for you guys because he went from 1% owned to 63% owned. Wow, what? Overnight. 
Overnight, he was 62% plus owned. But yeah, carry on Johnson. They're saying he is out until close to the end of the regular season. I feel awful for him. Yeah, that, that's tough. Not only for Detroit, because they've had some tough luck in close games this year. Now to lose who I think is probably their most reliable offensive player. I mean, Matt Stafford. Yeah, he, he's pretty good, but he's prone to mistakes. That's that's a tough loss for Detroit. So if you don't like that for a sleeper, if he's already been grabbed in your league, take a little gander over at Mark Walton, the backup Dolphins running back. He's only 20% owned, but he looks primed to take over the number one spot on the worst offense in the NFL. Great plug and play guy though for bye week struggles for all you people out there who need a running back. Well, I guess I'll say a sleeper because I think uh, David with picking two may have stolen took, Yeah, I had here. Mark Walton. I was ready. Oh, I had I had Mark Walton lined up for that one. I like picking dolphins. Well, you can yeah. have him. I'll I'll, t- I'll keep Johnson. He's all yours. <laughs> all right, perfect. Yeah, Mark Walton. Mark Walton uh, is that just because he has been getting more touches he had than fifteen King, touches right? last week? God, eh? that that team is so weird. And then twelve touches the week before, eleven touches the week before. I don't mind him. He, he's not a bad player. Uh, sleeper for me. It's another uh, running back, actually, guys. It's another Viking too, Alexander Madison. The backup, he's owned in 24% of leagues on Yahoo, 4.9 yards per carry. That's 13th in the NFL, if you didn't know. And uh, obviously, they're facing Washington. Washington sucks. Dalvin Cook, they're going to want to rest up. They're going to blow him out. Madison will get a ton of touches. I think a, a couple goal line touches, which he kind of does every single game. And he's actually been a really exciting player. Obviously, running back out of Boise State. I like what he's done. And for a second stringer, he's averages more yards per game so far than James Conner, Joe Mixon, Kenyon Drake, David Montgomery, Miles Sanders. Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good for a second stringer, especially when you're number one guy is Dalvin Cook yeah. getting basically every single touch. But that is my sleeper. Guys, we will see how those pan out. Obviously, I'm a little nervous now about my Corey Davis pick, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, Thursday Night Football, let's touch on it quick, guys. Come on. Minnesota's just going to blow out Washington? Yeah. No, I don't think this one's going to be very close. Kirk- I, I'm not even watching. No. Oh, I, I'm going to have to watch. I want to see Kirk Cousins destroy his old team. Case Keenum, I feel I'm gonna feel bad for, and Adrian Peterson, I'm gonna feel bad for a little bit, but that's life, I guess. Guys, you've been tuning into Pick Six. Obviously, uh, we're missing our buddy Jeff Wall. Hopefully, he gets back from whatever injury he's suffering <laughs> with this week. But we'll catch you again next week. <laughs>